oceans. Two oceans will begin. Podcast, where myself, Sue Fire, along with my friend and festive colleague Scrumpy, discuss film and other media through a decades-long lens of mass media consumption. In this episode, we'll be starting our holiday special, beginning with Christmas-adjacent movies. These are films set in the holiday season, but the festive spirit is definitely not there. This is the Two Oceans Podcast, so climb in the back of the limo and chill with the bear as we begin episode 13. going to do on this <laughs> it's going to come up with another list of 13s and the only one that i could think of was the 13th warrior it's an antonio banderas with vikings oh yes and i realized last week we missed uh, a one of the biggest uh, 12 13th floor as well 13th floor um but last week we missed out the dirty dozen oh true we could have had a big obvious dozen. one right yeah cool but um yeah i can't think we're of just assuming people you know that's 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 too pedestrian that's too beneath us you know let's... yeah well this is a big week because as 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 we got people Why listening now <laughs> well let me tell you <laughs> <laughs> we got a hundred plus people who have listened to the podcast now so what the heck that's that's yeah i don't know where that's come from some algorithm somewhere likes us, but like you I said, you must know a hundred people. I don't know. Well, no, it's not. It's, it's definitely because as, as I, I didn't tell people uh, and the number got <laughs> no, to that. And when why I told would you do people, that? It pretty much stayed the same. Um, yeah. I think there's, there's probably some enclave somewhere in the world where yes. they, they've picked up two oceans. <laughs> Russian, Russian hackers sitting all day in a cave and, oh, is, is good discussion. <laughs> horror show <laughs> crafting horror statues show. of us but because they don't know what we look like it's kind of a zardoz type situation uh, about saying, yeah, that's... <laughs> right right <laughs> okay i've got a few bits of movie news um <clears throat> straight off the top so we got the sight and sound top 100 sight and sound, the controversial sight and sound top 100 uh, controversial you know, to white guys mm, yeah that 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 definitely is is the problem here um Boy. because as if you look at the comments people are saying things like this list is wrong this is not the right list as if the right list exists exactly yeah i mean i could care less if someone's top 100 has citizen kane or bad grandpa at the top you know that's up <laughs> to them i might be worried about them if it was a bad grandpa i'm gonna say yeah um, 
that's a cry for help. But and you know, s- some of the comments I might even agree with. With you know, they think, oh well, this film should be on there, and I, you know, I might agree with them, but I'm not going to say that you know the list there is wrong or start attacking the people who participated in it because it's an aggregation. You know, some of the people who took part who who were part of the calculations of the top 100 probably had a few of their films drop out because what they depend on is other people voting for the same thing that they did. So Oh, okay, that's how it works. Yeah, yeah. So 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 they they could have these top 100 lists and basically he, that's why the numbering is so weird. So the number 1 uh. is the one that showed up the most uh, in the list. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it starts getting a little bit weirder as you go down, but you know, <laughs> I mean, I like these lists just cause as I, I think it's a good way being introduced to new movies and, and sort of spot the ones, see how many you've watched for one. Right. Do me a favor though. You're the French speaker. Uh, how do you pronounce the one that came up the, the controversial number one there? Uh, the controversial number the, one, the, the Gene Dealman. Gene Dealman. Yeah. Yeah. And then the rest is, is just basically the exact address of Gene Dealman. Yeah. Um, I think it's referred to as Gene Dealman uh, on its own most of the time. Okay. Not 23 um, quad du commerce, 1080 yeah. Bruxelles star, you know, and I found out <laughs> about that movie through the last list. So that was on the list last time. Last time. And mm-hmm. okay. it, um, it's, it's, it's one of those movies that's quite meditative and uh, you know, right. it, 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 it wants to make you bored. Like that's part right. of the point. And <laughs> Tarkovsky actually had a great quote, which I can't remember exactly how it goes, but it, 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 when you look at the screen and you're bored after a certain point, it changes into something else. Mm-hmm. If, if you're paying attention and, and his movies do that. And yeah, that movie is kind of the same. And mm-hmm it kind of sets you up as you, as you go through the movie. Yeah. No, it's really good. I mean, I mean, I, I, I think because people were, were making comments like, well, do you know what the whole thing about uh, their, the idea that there's a right list? It's like that scene right. in society where they're learning how to chart what a good poem is, <laughs> you know, <laughs> right. You have this or the Y axis, you have this and look, a good poems up here in this quadrant. And then Bob and William rightfully tells them to rip those pages out of their books. <laughs> right. So yeah, it's frustrating to see some of the comments, but I, you know, I think most people, most people know better. So, and, uh, oh yeah. And Celine Shiama, who I've mentioned a few times, her portrait of a lady on fire seems to have upset quite a few people. Cause it's one of the new films. And that uh. premiered at 30. But I've seen her entire back catalog, and she is consistently good and great and um, always surprising. I mean, I, I, th- I think I mentioned her during the stop motion episode because she's got a stop motion movie in there. You know, every <laughs> time she reinvents herself, but she's just consistently really, really good. Um, if anything, I think Portrait of Lady on Fire is probably her most accessible movie for sure. Um, sure. But that's what I've heard. Anyway, I have not seen it myself. So it's, it's, it, it flies by it's, it, it, it doesn't, it, it, it's, it's not one of those meditative movies at all. It, it, it goes at a pretty <laughs> decent clip, but, clip. uh, nice. okay. and we only get one of these lists every 10 years. Right. You know, how many more do we have, uh, Nolan? <laughs> <laughs> True. <Yeah. laughs> well, that's a good way to think about it. Yeah. <laughs> Come <a> down. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> How many more times do I get to argue about this? Oh, and I got a bit of sad Christmas news. Um, well, it depends on your the way you look at it. Uh, Clarence Gilliard has passed away, and he will be known pretty much as Theo, the safe cracker from Die Hard. Um, oh, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, he's he's passed away this weekend. He was in, in Top Gun as well. Mm-hmm. And Walker, Texas Ranger. I did see that by looking in the Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> he was like uh, the other main, I mean, you know. The, the, such a diverse cast, you know, but you know, they had a black guy. So yeah, that was him. <laughs> <laughs> but wasn't he, I mean, he was really good in Die Hard. Like he's one of the characters oh, yeah. that you remember. He didn't, he didn't, if anything, um, the Scandinavians are the ones that you sort of, the Germans you forgot about, <laughs> you know? Well, except for their horrible German. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, but you know, there's, you know, I, I could do a whole thing just on Die Hard and the game changer it was and, and everything, but you know, in addition to Rickman's brilliant take on the, on the bad guy, right. Uh, you have this guy, you know, Theo, uh, showing up and, and the one that just having a sense of humor, kind of like, like mocking the efforts of the, you know, there's this whole other dimension that we'd never seen before. And he really leaned into that nicely without being annoying or, you know, uh, anything like that. So. I mean, what what I realized with Die Hard as well is it has that nice balance of because I rewatched that clip where they open the safe, mm-hmm. Theo's there and he says "Merry Christmas" as soon as it's open. Mm-hmm. Um, but the way that movie makes you root for both sides, like I think that's a right. punch in the air moment where you're like, I, I, they did it, they, you know, yeah. they, they did the heist. Hang on a second, no, these are not the people that we're we're rooting for. Well, they they tweak they they. they pulled you know they smashed those two together an action movie and a heist movie yeah and they they embedded a heist movie which i love heist movies and they embedded it inside this actioner where you're yeah and you're rooting for the cops for the cop but against the police as well right <laughs> anyway yeah i could it, go on I mean, that on. that the, that balancing act between in, in actually having three sides or four <laughs> sides depending four. on how you look at it you know johnson um, and johnson it, Johnson and Johnson, FBI. Yeah. No relation. <laughs> but uh, is it? That's but, another but, theme of, of of some of these Christmas movies on this side. Of say, the list. Is it a Christmas so, movie? Well, okay. So this. <laughs> How about this that episode, for a transition? Just to let the audience know that 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 we are doing the yin yang of Christmas uh, movies, and this week we're focusing on the dark side, essentially movies that are set during Christmas. But the Christmas spirit is definitely not there. So your things like Batman Returns, Brazil, Carol, Die Hard, I'd include in there. Mm-hmm. Um, the Thing, The Green mm-hmm. Knight, to me, is is, is another one. Uh, the Apartment, Krampus, Black Christmas, anything with those evil, monstrous Santas. Um, and next week, we'll be doing those ones that go all in for the Christmas spirit but aren't necessarily, you know, tinsel and Santa Claus and all that. So, yes. Um, but talking about Die Hard, there's an interesting thing with some of these movies in the list for Christmas. And I suppose it's that whole thing of giving and turning it on its head is that there are a lot of heist movies in this yes. genre. Yeah. Yes. It's always the uh, using the holidays to uh, when people are distracted, uh, things are closed, you know. Uh, yeah. empty people are not out so it's a good it's like that or uh the 
again, the whole subgenre of storm related heist movies where there's right. a massive flood or tornado coming or something like that. And they can use that to take advantage of, to try to pull off their heist. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And uh, yeah, you got the, the, the snow and the sort of seasonal thing kind of going on. Um, ah, so, so, so like I was saying, I, I, I watched um, a little special that Mark Kimra did on Christmas movies and what, what, what I always love about him is he always brings up things that surprise me. Um, so he's brought up a few movies and, and talking about heist movies, there is one which Bad Santa um, apparently was when, was inspired by called The Silent Partner in 1978. Yes, yes. Silent Partner is fantastic. Uh, I, I was going to say, if you haven't seen it, you need mm-hmm. to see it, but you've no, seen no. it. Evil Chris, I mean, evil <laughs> Christopher Plummer. Is there another version? Well, we love him best when he's the captain. Oh, know, that's the captain. true. Yeah. You know, tearing down the Nazi flag. Oh, of course, but 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 the whole concept of the silent partner is so good. Yeah, <laughs> um, I, I I think a teaser for anyone who hasn't seen it, and I think and this this is the kind of synopsis that that will get people hooked is just the idea that Elliot Gould is a bank teller, and he sort of figures out because he finds a discarded it's a discarded note, right? And mm-hmm. uh, sort of a, a robbery demand note. After a so botched, uh, yeah, a, a failed attempt, right? And 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 he recognizes the writing of the, the Santa Claus outside on the sign uh, to the note, and and he figures that that there's going to be another robbery coming up, so he starts stashing away money instead of putting it in the drawer, he's putting it in a like like a, a, a lunchbox or something. And when when Christopher Plummer does turn up to rob it, he only gives part of that money, but then tells yeah. the bank that that you know he's lost his entire day's earnings, and then it just kicks off from there. Yeah. Um, so a, a, a couple of 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 kind of weird ones. So these are definitely adjacent Christmas movies. Uh, there's a movie called Hector with Peter Mullen, and hmm. it looks really really good. Um, it's about a warm hearted kind of homeless man traveling across the country trying to get to Glasgow. He's got a got the surgery and all this um and uh he comes across people that are very giving and people who are not very giving and it's set during christmas but uh yeah I hear good things about that and uh i've never even heard of it until no. mark Kermode had mentioned it and the other one that mark Kermode mentioned was is, is a, a movie called tangerine um by a director called sean baker and it's about transgender transgender sex workers in LA and it kicks off on Christmas Eve uh, and 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 sort of follows over the, the following days so it's set during the holiday period um, <clears throat> but again that that that's meant to be really good it's, I've, I've seen some clips from it absolutely gorgeous tropical sunny doesn't feel very Christmassy but the way that Los <laughs> Angeles is being filmed is glorious it looks really really good interesting um, and uh, were, were there any, any specific ones you wanted to highlight on on the dark side here uh, from from our list? Well, it's just more the uh, and talking about the you know the adjacentness of it too, and you know fleshing that out a little bit because some of the things you know like uh, the case gets made for Die Hard because he is trying to get back with his family, and the holiday is supposed to be about you know what the holiday is about. It's about family right. getting together, giving, being a better person, this sort of thing, right? And yeah. so technically he is trying to get back with his family uh, from beginning to end, right? 
the family's broken. By the end, of course, they're fixed. All you have to do is murder a bunch of people. But it was the path. I think that was important. Like, I, I, yeah. he didn't need to be. He, yeah, they, they, it wasn't a Christmassy way of getting to it. Like you said, he had to murder a bunch of people. And, well, you know. and he, he, he kind of changes, but it's more seeing what he can do under duress and, and saving her, which you know, saves the wife, which changes her mind and she changes her name back at the yeah. end of the thing. So it's like, yeah. oh, good. Woman learned her lesson. You know, it's very, very <laughs> yeah. 80s. Yeah. It's kind yeah. of like, oh, that's yeah. not the point, guys. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. you know, there's that idea. A strong, independent woman as well. You know, Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Holding her own. Yeah. No, And no gun in her hand. Uh, <laughs> you know. Uh, but, you know, some of, some of them don't, you know, do that. Like, uh, I was just watching, uh, what I watch, uh, first Adams family movie because the wife hadn't seen it and I forgot right. the open uh is with Christmas carolers and then it pans up the house to them <laughs> turning the boiling vat all right. standing on top and, and turning the boiling vat down on the carolers you don't see the result <laughs> but it's like oh that starts it's like you know some people say oh then that you know qualifies that you can watch it at Christmas it's like yeah. well that's but nothing else takes place at Christmas and nothing it hasn't right. doesn't have anything to do with Christmas you know yeah uh so <laughs> And some kind of bring up, like, uh, maybe seek to define a new definition of what Christmas might be or what it means. Mm. You know, uh, um, there is the, or or uh, embrace the fantastical. And I'm right. using that word, the ridiculous version of that word on purpose, because that'd be like Edward Scissorhands. Right. You, right. Using it, uh, you know, it, it, it is adjacent, but it's, it's adjacent in using the imagery on purpose. You know, it's very intentional. But but it's very intentionally not a Christmas movie either, you know. I, I completely uh, agree with that one because as as because it was a fairy tale, it feels like it should be in the next episode, but it's right. not really. Yeah, right. Uh, same with City of Lost Children, <clears throat> right? And, and that, you know, they open the open the guys trying to mine the kids, you know, dreams, but by pretending to be Santa. Lots and, of Santas. And and then well then it yeah then he can't control it it just gets out of control <laughs> and uh, showing you know it's a nice touch on commercialization right you know it's like, but it's the idea is like no the, here's what Christmas represents you know again it's not a Christmas yeah. movie even though it is about building a family and that sort of thing you know out of trial or such too uh, to an extent you know that's part of it I cannot um, think of Christmas movies without thinking of that scene uh, right right yeah <laughs> that opening scene. Right, uh, right. If you haven't and seen it, it, go check it out. It's it's a fantastic movie. Anyway, there's a reindeer uh, as well. Oh yes, yeah. That that shits on the floor. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so French. Uh, so yeah. So the, but there's some you know like that 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 intentionally toy with the imagery rather than saying you know this isn't about Christmas, but here's you know we can use Christmas as a a a, a short you know a, sort of starting a shortcut. Point. Yeah, oh, yeah, a shortcut uh, too. Yeah, to to fill in for all this other stuff, and so you have so many movies that do that, right? That, that do fill yeah. in that stuff. That's like, okay, we've seen it a hundred times. <laughs> What's you know, it's well established there. That's why you can use it this way. Well, John Waters' movie Female Trouble, and I, and I can't <laughs> believe I, I I didn't remember this. It kicks off with Christmas because you know, Divine. She's the, the the daughter in the family who wants cha-cha heels for Christmas. Right. And, I totally and it forgot. All, it's been forever. Yeah. yeah. Th this is the thing. I'd forgotten about it as well. And and it kicks off during Christmas morning um, where 
she doesn't get cha-cha heels and you know <laughs> it's it's one of my favorite lines in a movie ever uh, is the dad saying nice girls don't wear cha-cha heels cha heels yeah. and uh, that that just kicks her off you know she completely goes ape shit after yeah, that yeah that's point. the, the, the motivation right yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but yeah others uh you know that are just happen to be set for it for whatever reason like uh, uh did you get a chance to watch wolf of snow hollow I did. I did watch Wolf of Snow Hollow. Yeah, that I, that that's definitely an Jason one. Yeah, t- totally. And and again, it's just using the uh, kind of the same way the heist movie does, right? It's kind of mm. just using it to be like, oh, here's this thing of comfort, and here's what we're, but we're totally, you know, throwing it out of whack. Uh, right. Uh, you shouldn't be comfortable. You know, it's more of a that's a good, uh, I would say, a good horror movie tenant, and a lot of the ones yeah. that are the dark ones, uh, uh, you know, are intentionally playing with that. You know, Christmas is supposed to be a time of you don't think about the bad things it's supposed to be, has a certain, mm. uh, invulnerability or, or, you know, yeah, because it's, it's so be precious and special and yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, and the, but that scene in, in, uh, city of lost children as well is a real horror scene. It, it, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't hold back. And, and oh, it, no, it, it's, uh, you know, it, it, you're, if you're looking at it and it's like everything screams Christmas, but also at the same time, it is terrifying, you know? Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's a couple like that. Uh, same with uh, hold the dark uh, yeah. occurs during Christmas, but it's that same sort of, again, it's toying, toying, using that backdrop of safety or, you know, what we presume is a safety or something or something being set one way when it's actually not, you know, the nice right. thing I like about hold the dark is it leans more into the idea of the, you know, the, uh, not explicitly, but you you could make the argument that it's leaning more into the um, more pagan, earthy, pre-Christmas. nature, pre-Christmas, yeah. uh, pre-Christian Christmas takeover, right? Uh, so, you know, and, and not in a festival or, or uh, kind of way, but more in a embracing of that that humanity and that thing that the that the pagan rituals represented much more in con- yeah. you know in connection with the earth that rather than the trappings we've put on top of it. So, yeah, no, that's a good point. That's a really good point. Actually, there's, there's one note I've got down here. I've realized that there is one particular director who has a couple of classics that sit on both sides of the yin yang. And Ooh. that's Bob Clark with black Christmas and a Christmas story. True. Yeah, that's true. I forgot and, about that, that he did both. Yeah. So you got black Christmas, which has the, you know, uh, slasher Santa and, and then you get a Christmas story. And, and, and when I tell people, you know, you know, he directed both of these, the it's, it's, it's one of those things where they go, yeah, okay. And then they go away and they go on their phone and they go check it. <laughs> it's like, yeah, right. Cause, cause it's, it's, it's so, so that can't uh, be real. Yeah. Yeah. That's so unbelievable. Right. <laughs> <laughs> did you see oh there's a um uh mark Kermode also mentioned uh tales from the crypt episode with a maniac santa in there the, no not the tales from the crypt episode but from the movie tales of the from the crypt mm-hmm. um where there's a maniac santa terrorizing joan collins in one of the segments uh, yeah that, that was that was in the movie and then they redid it for the show that um was it Semechus that did that episode? Or it was somebody big that yeah. did that episode of, uh, and it's excellent. Uh, yeah. yeah, and it also reminded me. I don't. Know, did you see the Love, Death, and Robots Christmas episode as well? 
Mm, did I? I don't remember now. Okay, I'll, Remind I'll, me. I'll I'll give you a bit of a reminder. So so yeah. so it's 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 done in CG, just beautiful, kind of very cute uh, uh, characters. Two kids, uh, sister and brother, are in bed, and you know it's it's Christmas Eve. It's dark, but there there are Christmas lights everywhere. It's colorful. It's snowing outside everything screams Christmas and they kind of hear this noise and and it's not a nice noise. It's like scratching, like something going across the floor and they're like, Oh, Santa's here, you know? And, 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 and so, so, so they go out and they go to the living room and um, yeah, I don't want to spoil it, but uh, it's good. <laughs> and it, it doesn't hold back because it is love, death and robots, you know? Yeah, right. um, and, and, and it, it, it's so good. It's so good. Um, that one, despite what happens next might sort of fit into the latter episode because it is kind of Christmassy while also being a bit Lovecraftian as well. <laughs> Excellent. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> because it is love, death and robots. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> right. And yeah, well, that's the other thing too. With uh, we mentioned, I, mean, I mentioned Edward Scissorhands and the thing, and you know, you mentioned uh, uh, Batman Returns as well. Both Burton uh, using uh, Christmas, right? Uh, as a well, it's also such a, and you know, Waters is, I guess would be in the same way. The the kitschiness that's inherent, at least in an American. Yeah, uh, I mean, it feels kind of gothic though, in a way when you think of like the old Christmas, you know, like the traditional Christmas, because you're thinking of, of, you know, Victorian London, right. Let's say you're, you're looking at Europe versus the U S right. You know? Right. Still Western, but uh, very distinct in, in what we, you know, ours is Norman Walkwell. Yours is, you know, Dickens. Oh, and uh, we also have the evil Santa thing going on over here as well. And uh-huh, evil Santa, the ghost stories. Uh, yeah. Yeah, because when I was living in Prague, one of the traditions that they have on Christmas is um, uh, <laughs> this was a surprise to me is 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 people go around. There's one person dressed as as, as Jesus, you know that really woke guy, and uh, <laughs> one one is one is the devil, you know, with the red horns and tail and and pitchfork and all of it, and um, basically they, they they go around to people's houses and you bring the kids out and 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 there you have someone dressed as Jesus or or an Jesus or an angel and the devil um and and some of their costumes are are really really terrifying um <laughs> definitely not things that that you know you you would have in the states or nothing like I'd ever ever seen before yeah yeah wouldn't um, fly yeah yeah wouldn't fly they'd be wouldn't shot fly. <laughs> yeah yeah of course they would so we take care of things here you would you uh, wouldn't need, even need to do that much to get shot though you know no exactly know, true yeah. yeah um merry christmas bang yeah <laughs> oh you said merry christmas i'm sorry uh oh uh mark did mention one that i i think we we probably would have seen because as 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 during that sort of period in the nineties when we're both, you know, really into watching sort of videos and, and the, some of the B movies and stuff is trancers. 
I don't know if you remember that. Um, Helen Hunt's actually in it. Uh, it's got that '90s action staple, Tim Thomerson. You know the Tim B Thomerson, movie guy, yeah. and oh, yeah. he's a time traveling police detective from the 23rd century. And it's got yes, that a really interesting idea around time travel, where they kind of take a drug, they inject themselves, and it allows them to go back into the body of one of their ancestors, um, and that's a trancer. Right. 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 Uh, but but it's weirdly enough. And I've I'd seen the movie way back when mm-hmm. kind of forgot about it. Right. But <laughs> but it turns out it's set during Christmas. And there's actually a scene oh. at the beginning when the guy he's hunting down is pretending to be a Santa Claus in a mall. <laughs> <laughs> of course. So, yeah, as as you as you do. Interesting. And and, and uh, I'll have to uh, I haven't seen that in forever. I remember it being that great, but. It's Tim Thomerson. No. I think it's Charles yeah. Band did that too. I think that's a, one of those has that kind of feel to it as well. You know, the full moon, yeah, features yeah. Uh, feel to it. Uh, but one, um, and you know, we peek behind the curtain for you listeners at home. Uh, you know, we share uh, notes and information on this sort of thing as we're planning this, mm-hmm. and so we had a list of movies, and then uh, we're calling out, just kind of marking the ones we're terming as adjacent or not. But you put adjacent for rare exports. Yes. Defend yourself. Well, okay. So, 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 so the the reason I put it as adjacent, and I I, I didn't like that term adjacent anyhow, because as, as just that that could practically include anything, anything, um, right? Yeah. But it happens I, on Earth. That's adjacent. I, yeah. Right. Right. In my mind, anything with that this sort of evil, nasty Santa that that might might just be some other weird entity or some god from you know, pre-Christian era, like you were mentioning before, um, I kind of think is, 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 is outside the, the holy, uh, the holy W H O L L Y, um, <laughs> Christmas, uh, <laughs> okay, idea. Um, and, and again, sort of similar to Die Hard, the way that they need to overcome it is, uh, through at least in part violence. Um, and, and it just turns everything up over on its head, even though all the component parts are Christmassy. Like you can have Santa, yes. you can have a sleigh, you can have have you know a Christmas tree. You can have all these elements in there. But if the uh, the that 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 the spirit of giving and and you know oh, oh, oh getting close with the family and all of this isn't integral to it, I consider that adjacent. So, gotcha. Okay, I, I guess that makes sense. Because, you know, I think of it more because of the kid's, you know, obsession with Santa Claus. Sure, and then, sure. And then discovering the true identity or nature of Santa mm. Claus. And, uh, <laughs> which uh, which never manifests. It almost right. does. You know, it's a spoiler, but, it, you know, it almost, it, they come close to yeah. to it. But then it doesn't, and they're saved, and they can commercialize it at that point. <laughs> Which is just a nice little, you know, touch I thought on it there. So, I, 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 I mean, just love movies like that that just, just go for it, right? Mm-hmm. Don't hold back. Just, 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 yeah, completely go for it because there's no point in trying to keep one foot into the, you know, the traditional. <laughs> it's, well, uh, and uh, yeah, that, and we'll go back to my thing. You know, and again, European films I think are better about this than. Uh, American ones that uh, uh, the children are indeed in danger. Right. They're not what? just threatened, but never in peril, you're in peril, but never threatened. No, they're definitely in danger. And the kid's ready to die at the yeah. end of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
and sometimes they're totally they ready to die. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. And the kids are all getting taken the whole Krampus thing. And, and uh, you know, there's a definite menace uh, that's much more real to it that way. Well, this time of year, there are a lot of movies that get released where they think, okay, we'll just take out all the darkness, just make it happy. And, 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 and I think, I think just it, you know, it's just like trying to make something and you just put sugar in, right. It's like, it's not going to work. It's not going to hang together. It's um, and, and, you know, you get those nauseating kind of hallmark type movies that, that are just churned out like machinery year on year and year. Um, You know, it's a romance during Christmas. Okay. (laughs) You know, um, but Mark Kermode made it made a good point about some of the movies. Like, like if you think of a, about a movie like Gremlins, right, mm-hmm. which was kind of silly, set during Christmas, kind of campy villains, and you know the whole thing. Um, but then you had that weird bit with Phoebe Cates where she stops and says, you know, she found out that Santa Claus didn't exist because they found her father dead in a chimney right right and that's a really solemn scene and it's sitting there but it 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 it, it takes away some of that sweetness mm-hmm. <laughs> you know um yeah. that that, that would have made it go over the top um mm-hmm. but i thought that was an interesting point because as, as i always remember that scene kind of sticking out a little bit and yeah yeah and then it made me think about uh, all these ads i'm seeing at the moment for you know Christmas with the family and uh-huh. yeah. castle for Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> well, my, you know, I always remember that bit just because they, uh, in this gremlins sequel, they make fun of it. You know, she's all bummed out at Christmas, can't handle it. And then what is the next one? Like Lincoln's birthday. And so and she's got, Oh, this traumatic event just happens to yeah. me on Lincoln's birthday. You know, yeah. It's a joke. <laughs> Which, uh, yeah. Gremlins too, if you haven't seen it is, Oh, very much it. worth seeing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just, I mean, for, for folks out there in the listening land, you know, it's like, because it's, it, it, it's a sequel that shouldn't have been made. Uh, clearly a cash in, but my favorite thing was this, the key and peel skit they did about pitching the, the supposed <laughs> pitch meeting. Oh, I haven't seen that. Oh my God. <laughs> go, go watch it after we're done here because the best thing about it, uh, you know, it's like, uh, you know, uh, uh, Jordan uh, Peele comes in as like the, you know, the Svengali, you know, extra, you know, spiritual right. uh, advisor. And people are just like, uh, you know, they're going pretty straightforward with it until he comes into the meeting and, you know, around a table. And he's like, everybody gets to pick, design and pick their own gremlin. And they're like, <laughs> what about a gremlin that like uh, is electric? You're like, And he describes the one from it that becomes, you know, it becomes right. a cartoon. Thing, and they're like, it's in the movie next. And the best thing about it was, you know, it picked up popularity after it came out and Joe Dante retweeted. He's like, yeah, that's actually pretty close to how that pitch meeting went. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, that's actually pretty cool. You guys did a pretty good job of actually. <laughs> oh, Key and, <laughs> and Peel are so good. Are so uh, good. But uh, anyway, it's just, it's you know, still, still related because it's about gremlins. Gremlins is great. And uh, other adjacent movies, I, I th- and I think there's a whole raft of these. And uh, the, those are the war movies that are set during Christmas. Oh, um, yeah, you're or, right. Or the war movies that like invoke Christmas by bringing in like a, a, a song. Um, uh, and there, there was one that Mark Kermode had mentioned, which was uh, The Victors, um, which I've not seen. Uh but there, they, he played a clip, and it base, basically features um, uh, "Have yourself a merry little Christmas" during an execution. 
in the snow oh. in this field. Um, so I, yeah, I'm going to try to look that one up. That that, look, yeah. that looks really good. Um, and this was an interesting one because as I'd missed this movie because it wasn't getting great word of mouth. Um, but the Monuments Men, you know, George Clooney's um, mm-hmm. World War II movie about you know the, the team that has to go out and try to save the these works team. of art uh yeah. but but it, he's classified that as a christmas movie and he he played mm. a clip where bill murray is kind of hearing the, the christmas tunes and you can see he's not he's choking up and and yeah i might i might give that one uh one a shot have you seen it no no i no, never i, I never watched you know i gave it a miss um and i i usually i i think george clooney is actually a, a pretty talented director i i you know good night and good luck i i really enjoyed um but yeah i heard kind of mixed things about the monument. That same and, yeah i just yeah. kind of yeah didn't. yeah um one you brought up on the list is a jason that i totally again a lot of these like you, you forget about uh-huh. uh, the ones when they're jason which is you know kind of the point or or yeah pro- the proof in the pudding for calling them Christmas. Adjacent. And that's the value for us reminding our listeners. That's right. Uh, <laughs> we do the hard work so you don't have to. Um, but the apartment, which is right. if you want an anti-Christmas sentiment movie that does not seem like it, but really is, you know, it is, you know, I mean, the apartment is just such a fantastic story. I mean, the script in it that is. is so good. Yeah. And, well, Billy uh, Wilder is Lemon yeah. McLean just nail. I mean, just crush yeah. it. I mean, it is mm. so good. But it's tough to it's a tough watch because yeah. they are so alone. Yeah. And it's just that oppress, you know, that when Will Wilder usually plays with that, how oppressive or indifferent the world can be. And in the apartment and setting it at the Christmas time, you know, it's just holding that up as like, look, it's not a time of togetherness for everyone. Yeah. There's a there's yeah. a brokenness that really shines through or, or, you know, a lot of people that get, you know, seasonal affective disorder or something like that. Christmas is not a happy time for everyone, you know, regardless of religion or, or anything else, you know, that's yeah. the time that, you know, the, the overwhelming Christian Western Christian settlement uh, sentiment uh, of it, you know, yeah. of like, Oh, it's supposed to be like this. It's like, okay, it's not that way for all of you, much less, you know, so do right. we just dig in harder you know, do we do the the Michael Caine Christmas Carol Muppets thing? You know, we're going to play this serious while everything else is is happy and crazy. And that's or, one or of the we best. Knuckle down. <laughs> oh, <laughs> absolutely fantastic! The way but we will just get like, to that in the next episode. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, but that idea, right? Of just like you reinforce, you know, you just double down on. It. It's like no, it's got to be happy and hopeful, and we're going to make it so saccharine you're going to have dia- visual diabetes by the end of the by the end of watching this. You know, Hallmark. Yeah. Lifetime. Looking at you <laughs> right, guys. Right. No, totally. I mean, that's another th- that n- another sort of type of movie. So you talk about sort of the loneliness there with 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 sort of individuals, but but there's also a huge raft of Christmas set movies that are about families coming together and 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 not the Hallmark kind of way, <laughs> you know, oh, <laughs> right. because that again, that could be stressful for people and also not all families get along and uh, or or having some kind of reunion with people yeah. that they haven't seen in a long time. Oh, well, say that, that pinged um, uh, kids in the whole movie brain candy because there's oh, right. a, one of the scenes in there is the the mother, the old mother. Who just her happiest moment is this Christmas morning where it's the kids coming, you know, her son comes in with his wife and his terrible children. They all just yell at each other. They're smoking, drinking. It lasts for about th- like two minutes. 
And yeah. it's absolutely terrible. They're like, okay, we made our Christmas appearance, Ma. We got to go. Thanks. Bye. And that yeah. to her is her happiest memory. You know, it's again mm. so brutally sad yeah. that that's yeah. her happiest. And it's funny. You know, they're making fun of it, right? At the same time. <laughs> um, but it's just, it's so brutal. But then it's like, oh yeah, no, that's, that all takes place at Christmas. Right. And that's, and that's, again, it's that imagery versus reality. And then oh, totally. know, the, the point they're making with the, with the, in, in the movie, you know, the, the, with the drug, the happiness drug that allows you to capture and hang on to a, a single memory, uh, like yeah. the, oh, <laughs> the idealized versus yeah. the real. You know? Oh, I remember it now. I re- it's been a while. I, I watched that when <laughs> yeah. it came out. Good to see that the kids in the hall are back, by the way. Oh, yes. Yeah. It, so, so yeah, I put down the green knight as adjacent as well. Um, and I think that's a good example of, it doesn't take very much to sort of, of, indicate that it's a Christmas movie because as, as in that movie, everything is kind of medieval and dark, you know, it's set during King Arthur's reign and all this, and it's done in a really, really gritty, convincing way. And in fact, the green Knight, that look and feel so won me over that when, um, the Northman came out, I felt the Northman felt very fake. <laughs> you know, you know what I mean? I, I kept comparing yeah. it to the green Knight, and it always, right it lost um but the green knight uh have you have you seen it by the way oh yes uh and that opening scene when the giant comes in on the horse and he's he's only got a, a bunch of holly you know in his hand mm-hmm. and you're told it's christmas but that's the only indication you know aside from there being lots of candles and people are having a meal um that it is christmas day but uh and, and actually the whole movie is set during Christmas time because we don't see the year that advances to the following year. Um, but it, yeah, uh, again, it, 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 it's a lot more sort of philosophical and uh, not sort of Christmas specific around what we usually sort of think around and Christmas spirit. Well, and again, I think it gets to that same, uh, you know, Arthur representing the Western Christian uh, idea hmm. uh, a bit, and then the Green Knight and the himself, you know, being almost, you know, literally almost of the earth, right? And being this right. like, there's a natural balance that needs to be struck that's out of whack, yeah. And Chris, and and the thing about Christmas being the time to to do that kind of the 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 airing of the grievances of Festivus sort of thing, you know, the, right? Uh, uh, the idea that, you know, it's, yes, it's an anniversary, but it also, you know, why the pagan holiday fell at this time of year was for, yeah. you know, renewal and, re, you know, return and uh, rebalance and, you know, this sort of, this sort of idea that, you know, that's what he represents and that's what the main character kind of has to, you know, uh, reconcile within himself, yeah. you know, his hopes and his dreams and his wants, you know, the, the, what humanity, you know, hopes for best and what they realize they need, you know, what they want to do versus what they need to do. Right. Right. Uh, right. And so that's very, a Christmas or, you know, but pagan Christmas idea, or, maybe, yeah. yeah, maybe that's another, you know, sub genre, or, you know, something that pagan Christmas movies. Or even having yeah, pagan Christmas movies or, or even in that whole sort of Fisher King idea of, 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 you know, Oh, you've got this idea in your head of, of what you most want, but what you really need is right there. <laughs> you know, yeah. you just need to reach mm-hmm. out and grab it. Uh, and and talk about sort of the family reunion movies as well as I suppose Fanny and Alexander sort of fits into that as well. I mean that that's like a huge epic. It's kind of hard to to sort of slot that in as something, but 
you know, a yeah. lot of it is sort of set during the, the holiday period. It is, so. that's right, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of, just a lot of emotional shortcuts that you can use Christmas, setting something at Christmas for, you know, that puts you in a, as a viewer, puts you in a different frame of mind. Oh, it totally I, does. I think so. And that's just whether you, you know, bump up against them and try to redefine them, um, or, uh, you know, just utilize them for, you know, standing in for something else. And I think that's what the, I think that's yeah. really what the adjacent movies accomplish or, 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 manage or some to... of them use Christmas as, uh, almost ironically, you know, like Brazil, mm-hmm. you know, oh, people are, you know, he goes to his dentist, uh, played by Michael Palin and Michael Palin's got like a box full of wrapped presents for yeah, the just same in case, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> take one, you know, and then that, yeah, that whole movie was kind of, um, yeah, anti-capitalist, which actually, and we'll get into this in more detail in terms of Christmas movies, um, they are very socialist, strictly speaking. And I kind of alluded earlier that, that, you know, Jesus, what a woke guy that was. <laughs> he totally is by definition. And, um, you know, you look, yeah, I don't want to get too much into it, but it's a wonderful life is an extremely socialist movie in oh, today's standards. Yeah. It, yeah. We'll talk about, it, but yeah, it got Capra yeah. in a lot of trouble. I was just saying, there's one more on the list that, again, it's another one. You brought up a bunch here that I'm like, God, it's been too long since I've seen that. I'm just going to have to, look. I'm going <laughs> to trust you. Uh, yeah. You list, uh, yeah, you listed Go. Go. Uh, so, so, so that is set during Christmas. And this is the same. We're talking about the, the, whatever it was, early, mid 90s, multi. Yes. Multi yes. story. Okay. Yeah, it, I I I think he got some accusations of oh you know you're just trying to be kind of Tarantino Tarantino kind of thing, ripoff yeah pulp fiction but it's not. and all this yeah but it but it's not it's got a different texture than than Tarantino's movies and well, it actually and, has some yeah insights rather than exploits. yeah I really enjoyed it yeah the characters were you know we actually kept kept the characters on screen long enough to actually feel like you got to know them you know yeah yeah it's um, like it doesn't all work but that's that's the point of a anthology right right <laughs> they can't all be you know the my favorite one of my favorite lines for pretty much anything now comes from bad santa it was like they can't all be winners <laughs> <laughs> that's for the next episode but that just you know it, it, but it's very true right it's just like you know it's an anthology and something like that but yeah and yeah using christmas is that again shortcut right Right. All right. We we have we have setting established. We don't have to when and especially when you're doing multiple stories taking place over the same period of time, just with different perspectives or whatnot, you don't need to, you know, you, you want to have that shortcut. You need that shorthand to yeah. be like, okay, we don't have to reestablish, oh, now it's summer for this person, or now this person's right. on the moon, or you know, whatever. That's like, no, it's Christmas. <laughs> Done. Move. Go. You already know what's happening. Um so that's kind of uh it's kind of a nice way to to do that. that you know, I'm surprised there aren't more uh, stories like that, like that go utilized uh, in that fashion that are set at Christmas because of that same thing. Right. It's like, you don't yeah. have to, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. You know, uh, uh, I think, you know, uh, again, to bleed a little into the next one, you know, like Harold and Kumar gets a little close. Their, their Christmas movie right. gets a little close to that. Mm. Um, Cause they can just do the wacky situations, but it's like, but it's still Christmas. So, you know, they can, they can use that line. Right. And they're like, dude, it's Christmas, you know, don't, don't, you know, don't kill us. It's Christmas or, you know, whatever it might be. Uh, yeah. The other adjacent yeah. to uh, uh, home alone, you know, a lot of people were like, Oh, it's such a good holiday movie. I'm like, it's not a holiday movie. I mean, it's what? about the importance of family. 
in that sense, well, but it's also your kids. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, be rich enough. Oh, geez. <laughs> be, be rich enough to fly, you know, 15 people to Paris for right. Christmas. Yeah. And then you forget one kid because there's just so much going on. You know, it's just like, and we've got so many ridiculous. rooms in our house. We can't, we can't keep track of it. Can't everything. possibly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, there was a kid that got away. Um, and then I didn't see the, um, they did a recent reboot, a remake of that where the criminals are much more sympathetic. The kid gets, Oh, right. The, the kid. Oh, gets, I've heard uh, about that. Yeah. Yeah. It, he, he gets something yeah. that they, they had to sell all their stuff cause they, they lost their jobs and he gets something at their garage sale that didn't mean to sell. It was of real value. And they're trying to get back in and get it back. Oh, interesting. Uh, That's but, interesting. But I've they still do the same thing it. of, uh, uh, with the, with the original of like, but you're still going to root for the kid to keep right. the, the house. Like, okay. The kid, you know, they travel to the rich part of town where the kid lives, where the kid's stuck. And, you know, he's, you know, he's just living this indulgent, mm. you know, privileged thing. And then like, and, and, so he's the good guy. Wait a minute. Yeah. That's not yeah. right. Not it's very good things about it. And it, it had, yeah. it, it, it was a shame because it's, it's got the kid from Jojo rabbit in it. Mm-hmm. They had our right. Jojo rabbit's uh, best friend. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's a pity because uh, yeah, I really liked him <laughs> in Jojo rabbit. Um, <laughs> really liked him, but nah. And then, um, uh, Home Alone, and I think you mentioned this before, is based on on the French movie. Is it Deadly Games? Um, which has Dial Code Santa or uh, Dial Code Deadly Santa? Yeah. yeah, Code Père Noël, Hayden Freak. It, it, it's got so many names. I've never so seen so many names to, yeah. uh, in so many different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but apparently, yeah, I've, I've got to check that one out. Uh, I haven't had too much time this week just because of. Uh, all the promo stuff this week, but, um, yeah, I will try to try to catch up with that. Um, yeah. What else do we have here? Um, uh, remember the night, um, is one that Mark Cremone mentioned It's 1940. It's got Barbara Stanwyck. She's a shopkeeper and she has to, to go back to her family. She gets a lift with Fred McMurray, who's the district attorney. Um, and that's set up right there. Just sounds like, fun you know right yeah right there. That, that sounds good um and fred mcmurray's in uh the apartment as well oh is he i don't remember yes he is, he, is. He, he he's 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 like the uh like the boss in the company that goes to jack lemon oh, and says hey yeah, you got yeah. a room yeah that'd be really good <laughs> you know um yeah and another uh new one that got added to our list at least new for i think for us uh as well as the um kurosawa film scandal I was going to ask. I have not seen. That. It's on the Criterion okay. channel, so I've got it in the queue. Haven't watched it yet, but and yeah, more Christmas adjacent. Yeah, um, just due to the fact that you know it's how the Japanese treat Christmas is a whole other kettle Kentucky of fish. Fried chicken. Yes, KFC. Thing. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, thanks to the yeah that was and that was like starting in the seventies or something, right? So, well, we've got uh, Santa because of Coca Cola, don't we? So basically, yeah. So. Uh, but, uh, yeah, the same year he made Rashomon, he made this other, like one that's supposed to be about, you know, reconciliation and family and oh, interesting. Uh, missed opportunity and that sort of thing. And just in the brief summary I read for about it and it, it is, uh, the scandal at the core is what uh, a tabloid trying to definitely try to make up out. a story around, uh, uh, 
the guy in it or his daughter or something like that, some relation to it. And so, you know, was he a failed parent or not versus the guy that's helping him out being a better person, you know, the yeah. sort of contrast and, um, Oh, okay. Well, yeah, that's the whole spirit thing. Like I said, you, you don't right. even need the Christmas trappings if you've got all that, you know. Um, oh, interesting. Yeah, no, that surprises me. And Rashomon's awesome. <laughs> that's, a, that's a great movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so I, th- I think we pretty much hit everything on our list. Um, I think I didn't finish sort of marking everything as adjacent on here, but I think I think we hit, aside from Anna and Apocalypse, which I've not seen yet, Um is that and again it, it it is just because it uses the thing the the uh, the reason they're able to survive or something this is you know it's the they're having the christmas pageant and then you know things are you know they're thinking about thing you know they're thinking about a lot of things and they're they're trying to tap the kids the teenagers uh, are trying to kind of tap into the uh christmas sentiments the popular christmas sentiments of you know christmas romance and you know right time right. for positivity and optimism and sort of and everything's falling apart around them. So it becomes a musical as well as zombie movie, as well as teen uh, movie. So it, it, it kind of works, but yeah, it's, mm. but it's set during Christmas because then there's a lot of people gone or a lot of services are unavailable. You know, people have to rely more again. It's that whole setup, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, where they have to, uh, there's a lot of things that all of a sudden that are normally available or people are around to do X, Y, or Z that are not. Right, and so right. that's more the uh, tying into the uh, the zombie uh, apocalypse thing of like, okay, you know, you're already uh, you know how to how to make the situation a little or, or turn it on its head to make it a little worse. It's, right, that just reminded me uh, the movie Carol um, as well, set during Christmas, is the sort of 1950s uh, lesbian love story. It's interesting because as I'm, I'm, I'm not a hundred percent. I mean, in, and I can see why they've they've said it during Christmas because it is quite interesting because everybody seems to be everybody's rushing around trying to get their gifts. They're happy, and and who would have thought there had been gay people at that time? You know, sort of <laughs> right. hovering around the fringes. Um, uh, but it, it, it again, it it gives that kind of contrast to everyone else and how mm-hmm. everybody else can kind of go on with their lives without an issue. And uh, then, then you have got your sort of main two protagonists who, who, who are kind of living in the midst of this, who are trying to enjoy it, <laughs> you know, but, but there are all kinds of barriers to, to them doing that. I guess that's, and that's another uh, thing to, you know, put on there, uh, another qualifier for the ideal, the Christmas ideal that's put out there is, you know, the, the family, the safety, the, the right. whiteness of it but also yeah. the uh, straightness of it as well. And there's a couple movies that people, you know, the son's coming home to be with the family. He doesn't want, you know, cause he, ha- he's not out to his parents. And so he has to bring the friend along to, right. or she, you know, there's one, there was one with Kristen Stewart where she did that too, uh, that actually worked kind of well. Well, th- well, that fits into the tradition because, as, as right. you know, we already talked about, you know, the, the whole family get together or reunion kind of thing, and that's just uh, that that's that's. It, I'm not saying it's it's redundant, but I'm saying it's another sort of spin on that kind of mm-hmm. uh, type of Christmas movie, a subgenre Christmas movie, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, I guess yeah, yeah. That's more the idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So we got a few few movies that that I think we've we've probably uh gonna get people interested in and we've got a few that we need to watch <laughs> right um well, and, and the idea being that just because it's you know just because it's set at christmas 
doesn't mean it's a Christmas movie, you know, just because Christmas is happens to be there, you know, don't be fooled. Right. Doesn't necessarily mean it's a Christmas movie. Yeah, that, that's what to think about. A, a non-Christmas movie set during the holidays. I, actually, that, that, talking about at sort of foreign countries and the different ways that they view these movies. Um, anywhere else in the world, planes, trains, and automobiles gets included as a Christmas movie. But it's Thanksgiving, right? Yeah, but we don't have Thanksgiving anywhere else. That's right. Okay. <laughs> so, so, but and the but meal, it, the traditional meal, is yeah, uh, yeah. But if you think about it as well, that that sort of Christmas spirit element of it mm-hmm. is there. Um, oh, so, definitely. You know, does it need to be set during that time of year if you've got that particular spirit kind of thing? Um, I don't know. I, I I think you excuse some of the schmaltz when you're talking about it being a Christmas movie. That if you'd set it in July, it might not work. No, I, I would say it definitely wouldn't work. You need the yeah. the that pull of the. This is a time for family. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, not a time to be in, you know, and there's, oh, inconvenience of travel, but you know, it's all worth it for family and what, <laughs> and what, what the characters learn, what they right. learn about themselves and how to be better humans. You know, that's right. kind of the whole thing at the end. Right. Um, yeah, I would it, say it's definitely, I mean, even though it takes place at Thanksgiving, it's much more a Christmas movie idea or, or, I mean, in the States, I consider the holiday season from like the end of November through to Christmas. Anyhow, it's just like all part of one big thing uh, with right. the goalposts being Thanksgiving and, and New Year's, <laughs> you know. Totally. Well, I think we've, we've, we've come up to the end of this episode. And so we'll be doing uh, the, 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 the bright side next. <laughs> we'll be so happy you're, you're going to get sick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the happiness diabetes is on the way. And uh, I can't do this. Oceans.